Hey yo, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk, but let me just say this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. Hello, my beautiful friend, and happy Tuesday. If you are listening to this on the day that it goes live, if it is some other random day of the week, I am so proud and I am so excited that you are taking the time out of your day to work on that mindset muscle because I truly believe that your mindset is either what is going to propel you forward or hold you back and keep you doing the same things that you've always done, living the same way that you've always lived. And I want to talk about unicorn goals today. And this is in relation to marriage. Marathon Monday that happened last week. And for you non-runners who are like, what? What day was it? It was the 126th Boston Marathon. And although I was at work, I had zero shame after my 12-hour shift, just sitting there scrolling and consuming as much social media as I could about all of the inspiring as heck stories, motivational videos, race day finish line photos, post-race reflections, and everything in between. And I get so inspired by seeing other people push through the grit and the discipline of showing up. But at the same time, it took me back to a full circle moment when I first started running. And for those of you that are new here, I am somebody who is uber passionate about running. I have my own run coaching business that I co-founded with one of my running besties called Strides for Strength, which subtle plug, you can come connect with us on Instagram at Strides for Strength. And I can teach you all of the things about running and really just empower and inspire you to show up for yourself because running is a space and a place that has helped me connect with this deeper version of myself and to push myself to be a better version of me. But back to what I was talking about, done with the subtle plug. When I first started running, I had a running Instagram account called Run Run Robertson. And like, I had that thing on lock and key. I didn't want anybody else to find it. I was dating somebody at the time that I was like, if he knows that I'm posting my runs on this, on this Instagram page, he's going to think I'm a phony because like he was super fit. And like, I wasn't at the time in like that season of my life. And it was just like, it was one of those things like I secretly loved doing, but I didn't want anybody else to know that I loved doing it out of fear of not being good enough. And it was a narrative that I was telling myself. I'll be a quote unquote real runner when, when I can run six minute paces, when I qualify for the Boston Marathon, when I place first in my age division at a race, when I have a strong athletic runner build, when I can easily run 20 plus miles at a time, when I wear certain apparel or I feel confident running in a sports bra. And now that like I look back at those, like some of those things, it sounds so silly to me, but that's how I perceive success as a runner back then. And I'm sure there's things in your life right now that you see other people doing that you deem or you see them as successful because of the way they show up, because of the things that they achieve. And through this episode, I really want to shift the focus from them to shifting the focus to you and your unicorn goals, the things that make you so excited, that things seem so far out of reach right now, but that I know you are so wildly capable of achieving. And here's the thing, we sell ourselves short 
all of the time with these if then or when I goals. We paint these pictures of success. You paint these pictures of success based on what other people are doing. And I'm sharing with you because it's something that I've been navigating in real time. As I've been in an athletic season, especially with running and lifting, where I've been running paces, mileage, and building strength, like the athlete I've always wanted to be. But let me remind you that it's been almost five years of intentional work, both on and off the payment. And I wish that I could go back and sit with that Run Run Robertson version of myself that I was five years ago and remind her that the process is just as beautiful as any finish line or any pace or any placement or trophy or medal. You know, it's the work that's done in the day to day when the lights are off and nobody else is there to clap for you or for you to cheer for you when it's you versus you where the true limits are tested the strength is built and the sweat is earned and i hope you right now like you're just feeling inspired and fired up to start re like re framing and shifting the perspective on what your goals are and why they're important. And so I want to talk a little bit about goals. And when I think of unicorn goals, it's like those goals, like I said, that seem so far out of reach, but that you're so excited to show up for. Maybe it's launching a podcast, making a career pivot, you know, running a marathon for the first time, a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon. Maybe it's, you know, hitting a PR at the gym. Maybe it's a financial goal. But my question for you is, are you emotionally invested in it? Does that goal actually matter to you? Or was the seed planted about that goal in your mind because of what you saw somebody else doing? Because of how you saw her showing up? And when I think about my running goals and I think about one day qualifying for Boston and I think about the day-to-day runs that I do, I'm so emotionally invested in every single step I take because I know that I have a healthy, able body. And I know that I've shared this pod or this um, story on the podcast before, but the first marathon that I ever ran was as a charity runner for a program or an organization at my school called Dance Marathon. We fundraise uh, money for pediatric kiddos and their family, pediatric oncology kiddos and their families where we fundraised money all year long for pediatric oncology families and their kiddos to go through treatment, to you know buy them a casket, to provide meals and housing for their family members as they were sitting in the hospital. And that marathon absolutely transformed my life. Like I have tears and chills right now because it truly transformed the way that I saw the physical capabilities that I had within myself. And I think back to marathon day where we had like a temporary tattoo on our forearms. When I say we, it was all the runners who were also running for the same organization. And each mile had another, had a family and a kiddo represented for that mile. And before the race, all of the kiddos and the families came together and they made like a motivational video. And it was like, if I can beat cancer, you can run. And like all of these like super cute, just like stabby in the heart, sentimental, emotional things. And as I was running 26.2 miles, if you've ran it before is no small feat. And at the time I was, would call myself a non-runner. I trained to the absolute bare minimum. I wore shoes that were not supportive for runners at all. And I still crashed the damn finish line. 
but I got there because of the emotional tie, those families and those kiddos, that deeper meaning outside of myself that kept me moving forward. And so when I wanted to quit, when I wanted to give up and I looked down at my forearm and I saw every single kid who was sitting in a hospital bed or had at one point been sitting in a hospital bed, wishing that they had the healthy, able bottle that healthy, able body that I had in that exact moment, I was blessed. I was lucky. And that to this day is something that I carry with me when I'm racing, when I'm not racing. So my question for you is, are you emotionally invested in your goal? It might not be a deeper tie to a kid battling cancer or a family supporting a kid battling cancer. It might be an emotional tie to becoming that next best version of yourself. By pursuing this goal, you're going to become stronger, healthier, more energized, more compassionate. You know, show up better for your relationship, show up better for your family, show up better for your friends, show up better for your 12-hour shifts. But is the goal, is your unicorn goal that you are so excited about achieving something that matters to you, something that goes deeper than the superficial level of, you know, external accolades, you know, achieving a certain body physique, getting a finish line medal, getting the job promotion, you know, what are those things going to provide you emotionally? And when you have that emotional tie, it helps you propel forward in a way that makes sense. And it's really important to ask yourself, like, what does success feel like to me? What does success mean to me? What does success look like to me? And when you ask yourself those questions, you're, start to, you're going to be able to start to realign the actions that you're taking with what success really feels and looks like to you. And as you're in the pursuit of this goal and you know redesigning and reframing what success is or isn't, Asking yourself, like, are you only chasing the finish line and forgetting to celebrate every single tiny step it takes to get there? And Boston, qualifying for Boston, which, like, if you're not familiar with the running world, qualifying for Boston is, like, a huge deal because a small percentage of runners qualify every single year. But also, it requires really epic performance from each individual, you know, it requires grit, discipline, resiliency, sweat, you know, dedication to the training cycle, to the little things that other people aren't willing to do. But as I'm in the pursuit of chasing Boston, it's not a goal that is an end-all be-all. Well, yes, I freaking know that I have it in myself to get there one day. I know that one day I'll be going back listening to this podcast episode as I am running the Boston Marathon because I believe that deeply in myself and my ability and the work that I put in to get there. I know that every single run, every single step leading up to that point is a requirement. And so as you are working towards your goals, Are you setting little mini goals, little ways to celebrate the work that you're doing, the things that you are achieving, the way that you're showing up? Because you build momentum through repetition. You build momentum through action. So every little tiny step deserves to be celebrated. And, you know, maybe the end goal for you is launching a podcast or achieving a job promotion, or maybe it is running a race. What are the little mini, mini micro goals that are going to get you to that big macro goal? And as you're going through those mini goals, how can you really take the time 
to celebrate everything that you are and everything that you're doing. And to this day, I think that Boston is such a beautiful thing filled with courageous and talented athletes. And they're all so unique. Every single person that crosses that finish line is there for a different reason, has a different unicorn goal, has a different emotional tie to that goal, who has a different version of success, who took a lot of work and time and dedication and tiny steps, tiny micro goals in order to get to that macro goal of crossing the finish line. And I used to put all of the Boston participants, all of the Boston finishers on a pedestal. And to this day, I'm still so inspired by each and every one of them. And yes, like I said, I'm going to earn my spot there one day, but I have to remind myself that every single person who crossed that finish line started as somebody with the dream and the idea of what if I could, and they went after it with grit and with heart and with discipline and with courage and with joy and with strength. And those are all traits that can be learned and adopted in your own life and my life. It's, this isn't like a, Hey, I have this all figured out. Like here's the goal that I'm chasing. Here's how I'm getting there. Like this is me navigating this with you in real time. Like I'm learning to not put people on pedestals, to not define success the same way that they do, to realize that I don't achieve the same things they do. You don't achieve the same things I do. Because how boring of a world would it be if we all had the same big goal, if we all wanted the same thing? But instead, we really embrace, you really embrace the uniqueness of you and your ability to pursue and achieve whatever it is that you want to. And as I'm celebrating the magic of Marathon Monday and you're celebrating the magic of whatever it is that's going on in your life right now, I want you to make a commitment to not sell yourself short of the goal that you have for yourself because you might not yet have the skills, strength, talent necessary to achieve said goal. But if you stay committed and as excited about the process as you are about the finish line or the end goal, it will be yours before you know it. And like I said, it's creating that unshakable belief in yourself that you have exactly what it takes. Maybe you just need to get a little bit more disciplined. Maybe you just need to get a little bit more clear on what you're emotional tie to your goal is. Maybe you just need to get a little bit more clear and clear out the external noise of what success looks like for other people and instead get laser focused on what success means to you, how it feels like, what you're going to celebrate, how you're going to show up. And it's not about what other people are doing or what makes other people excited. It's about what makes you excited. And your unicorn goal that seems so far out of reach, I promise you it's not as as far away as you seem to think that it is. That you have everything within you, around you, you have the ability to move the tools and resources you need to get to that next level. And I remember the first time that I worked with a running coach, I told them that I wanted to qualify for Boston and they kind of just like shrugged it off. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're like you're an okay runner, but you're probably not going to get there. So let's focus on a different goal. And that crushed me. And, you know, I always think about for every five positive things somebody says, if they say one negative, the negative is always going to speak louder. We tend to hold on to the way that people make us feel and the things that they say negatively about us or the things that we're doing. And at the time, I let it really deter me from this goal of chasing Boston. I let it hold me back. I let it shift what I wanted to do and who I thought I was and who I thought that I was capable, what I thought I was capable of achieving as an athlete. 
And I, for a long time, just kind of shoved that goal of Boston down. Like it's always secretly been there, but I've never called my shot on it again until about a month and a half ago, I went to my now running coach who was a different running coach than what I was working with previously. And I said, Hey, listen, I want to qualify for Boston. What do I need to do to get there? And I said, don't bullshit me, be honest with me. And she said, the 10% work that most people aren't willing to do, that's what you need to do. You have, you have the strong mileage base. You have, you know, you diligently work on your mindset. You have these things that are working for you that are helping you become a better athlete, but you have to tap into that 10%. And a lot of times we idolize people who are achieving or doing these things that we want to do and think that could never be me. But don't for a second... Make a promise to yourself right now and to me that you will never for a second dim your light or shift your goals or downplay your vision because of the way that somebody else made you feel or because of something they said. Because at the end of the day, you are the only person you will live and die with for every single second that you are breathing, for every single breath that you take, it will always be with yourself. So it doesn't matter what she says or what he says or what she's doing or what he's doing. What matters right now is how you choose to show up today, how you choose to relentlessly pursue that goal, no matter what the F anybody else says that you can or can't do. Because if you were gifted with the vision, you were gifted with the ability to figure it out. And I wholeheartedly believe that. And you know that I'm rooting for you so hard all of the time. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.